Good morning and welcome to His People Church Online. And my name is Jenny Oberholzer and it's my privilege to be ministering to you this morning on Mother's Day 2021. And I remember last year's Mother's Day uh, when we were in full lockdown. And I just say thank you, Lord, for how you have brought us a year later and you are building us stronger in this season. And with Mother's Day, I am wanting us to look at seasons. I, I felt like the Lord highlighting the aspect of seasons. And today being Mother's Day, looking at the season and the importance of parenting and mothering, both spiritually and naturally. And uh, for me, partly I have felt like I am in a new season. So I am a mom of four beautiful, amazing, energetic children, ranging in age from <clears throat> 24 down to 13. And I, my seasons have changed recently uh, in that <clears throat> I have been homeschooling for about 17 years and my youngest child uh, of 13 recently went into mainstream schooling and so <clears throat> my season has changed and in this change of season there's been a a whole mix of emotions and a whole mix of processing what does what do season what do seasons mean and what does it look like and and how we need to embrace seasons and so and and in this season of of this change was processing processing with my youngest child uh, processing for myself and I think that I am still doing that and it's healthy and it's good and I want us to look today at Ecclesiastes 3 uh, as my main text uh, but jumping off of that and looking at parenting and parenting and the season of parenting. <clears throat> so let's start and it read it says to everything there is a season a time for every purpose under heaven and that is verse 1 and the, what is the significance of seasons? Why this, um, this image? And seasons are a powerful image. And there are a lot of um, references to seasons biblically. <clears throat> and it's a biblical image of God's work in the world. And this image of seasons... We see it around us in nature, but it gives us perspective. It can give us the, the perspective that we're on a long journey. And it's, it helps us to step out and to, to look at our lives in their entirety. And when we consider the image of seasons, it takes in all the aspects of our lives, our lives, victories, our struggles, 
the aspects of darkness and light that we've walked through, it helps us to see the bigger picture. And so seasons can be really helpful. And um, the image that we have of life uh, can affect how we how we do life in that in a way we live into the image that we have of life and for some of us uh, for many of us there's an image of uh, doing life like as dog eats dog and um, or we must just be one up and and that image of the world or it's a battle life is a battle and so if we're thinking and looking at life in that way, it makes us basically fulfill that. And so like dog eats dog, then we are, we're in competition with one another. We are, we've got to be one up. We've got to be better than other people uh, in the different aspects of our lives, whether as families or uh, school children, we, our children need to be better than others. And that image of of the world is quite a common one, unfortunately. But the, if we will embrace the image of seasons, it can, it can enable us to surrender to God's plan, to surrender to His timing, for us to say, Lord, we're going to walk through the seasons, the, the nicer seasons and the more challenging seasons. And one of the things, if we will view life as going through seasons, is that it helps us to deal with our self-will. Because we can't change the seasons. Summer, winter, autumn, spring, they all happen. They are outside of our control. And, and seasons in our lives are like that. And we need to be willing and to push in to understanding seasons and to approach our lives through the concept of seasons so that we can be like the sons of Issachar who had an understanding of the times and to, so that they could know what Israel ought to do. And God wants us to push into him to understand the seasons that we are in. And so I want to uh, go with you to Ecclesiastes and for us to read through this passage uh, where it speaks about um, to everything, there is a season, a time for every purpose under heaven. And key words here are, everything. To everything there is a season. The aspect of seasons can be applied to all of our lives and to everything around us. And there is a time. A time is, uh, in the Hebrew, the word for time is a point. There is an appointed time for every purpose under heaven. And God has a purpose for each of us. And he has a time for that purpose to work out. And looking at this beautiful poem that Solomon wrote in Ecclesiastes, it is, it's, it is uh, describing our lives and the world and the happenings that Solomon saw 
but from God's perspective, not from the individual's perspective. It's God, from God's viewpoint, looking into our world and into our lives. And so, <clears throat> and it's, it's uh, Solomon's observations of what uh, his perspective of how, of God's, the way God sees things. And so it's inviting us to surrender to his lordship, to his sovereignty. And it speaks here and it says, to everything there is a season, a time for every purpose under heaven, a time to be born and a time to die, a time to plant and a time to pluck what is planted, a time to kill and a time to heal, a time to break down and a time to build up, a time to weep and a time to laugh, a time to mourn and a time to dance, a time to cast away stones and a time to gather stones, a time to embrace and a time to refrain from embracing, a time to gain and a time to lose, a time to keep and a time to throw away, a time to tear and a time to sow, a time to keep silence and a time to speak, a time to love and a time to hate, a time of war and a time of peace. And Solomon was not saying that, that we ought to hate or that we ought to kill, but there are times and seasons. For example, a time to be born and a time to die, that we are, that things, new things begin, new things start, but there's also a time for things to die and for endings to happen and for us to embrace and to be at peace with the endings. All of us are going to die at some point and we are going to need to surrender everything that we are holding at that time. And death is simply the ending of a season and the beginning of another season as we move into eternity. And, and it's for us to embrace that and to say we are at peace as we learn to embrace seasons. A time to break down and a time to build up. Sometimes it is time to dismantle and sometimes it is the time to break, to build up and to, to be working and to be, to be building new things. There is a time to keep silence where it's not appropriate to speak. Have you ever been in an argument uh, with someone, um, wives, talking at mothers today, where you've been arguing with your husband and you want to just give that last word or that explanation? That is the appointed time to keep silence. But there's other times, a time to speak, where it could be your time to apologize, to say the three 
most powerful phrases that you can say just about in any relationship. I am sorry. I was wrong. Please forgive me. And that is the time to speak. Solomon goes on and he says, What profit has the worker from that in which he labors? I have seen the God-given task with which the sons of men are to be occupied. And Solomon's speaking here that they are God-given jobs, God-given work that God has given us, that we are to be occupied with, that are in these seasons. But verse 11 is, just brings so much hope. And it says, God, He has made everything beautiful in its time. So as we allow things to happen in their time, in their season, there is the space for God to make it beautiful. And He, in its appointed time, it is beautiful and it brings Him glory. Also, verse 11 goes on and says, He has put eternity in their hearts. And this speaks that God has put the, the eternity in each person's heart. In each person, God has created us and He has put eternity into our hearts. And that we would remember that and know that, that each person, there is a God-placed yearning to know and to be reconciled to their Creator. And in their appointed time, that He is calling to them, that He is calling to each one of us and is, and is presenting Himself to each one of us to receive Him and to come into re relationship with Him. But it goes on and says, except that no one can find out the work that God does from beginning to end. Sometimes we are wanting to know and to understand and to have full clarity and say, God, you need to explain to me why the timing of this thing is the way that it is. Why is it that this person is not coming to Christ, not turning to you when I think that they should? And it's uh, Solomon, the wisest man on earth, says that no one can find out the work that God does from beginning to end. This concept of seasons means that we need to leave it to God how the seasons turn out. But He has put eternity in their hearts. And I believe that for every mother, every parent that loves God, that their greatest desire is for their children to come to salvation, to receive the saving work of Jesus on the cross and, and to come to salvation. And I want to encourage you with this, that the word says, Solomon has said, that God has put eternity in their hearts. And we can pray to that effect, where you are praying for family members, you are praying for brothers, sisters, your children, to come to know Jesus and, and for us to pray and remind God about that as we do. So in looking at seasons, 
<clears throat> I want to apply this aspect of to everything, there is a season. And when we look at everything, uh, it means everything in our lives. And so these are some of the, the areas that we can apply the word everything to. And one is most personally, personal seasons, the personal seasons that we're in. Our stages of life uh, is an example of personal seasons. And uh, whether you are a child or a teen or a young adult or an adult slash parent or a grandparent, we're in different personal seasons. Maybe you're in a season where God is calling you to rest. Maybe you're in a season of labor and, and needing to really push in to take hold of the things that he has shown you that you need to operate in, but they are different seasons. Uh, seasons, we can be in different seasons as a family, and those seasons could be financial seasons, could be the age uh, determined by the age of our children that are in our family. And so in my family, in our family, um, as I said, we've got four beautiful children, uh, but the season that we are in now with two adults children and two teen children is, is very different to the season that we were in when they were small children. And when they were small children, uh, we as adults were very much in charge and calling the shots and knowing what was right and better. But uh, now the season has changed. And, and the adults do, are not the ones that know everything about everything anymore. In fact, it's the teens and maybe the younger teen that is the one that is the most knowledgeable about everything and anything, especially when it comes to technology. And his dear mother needs to step aside and call him. Um, and, and I'm in a season of needing to acknowledge and say, Yes, sir, to my younger uh, teen, because they know more than I do about a number of things. And it's a different season of our lives, and it's to embrace it and celebrate it. So we can be in different seasons as a church, uh, and that can be both locally and globally. And so um, in a local church context, we may be in a new church that's just starting out and we look at we can be looking at a new church that's just starting out uh, where we as a church have been been a church and have been functioning um, for 16 years and and we're in a very different season we're in a very different stage to a brand new church and we can look at that church and go like oh we're so envious and etc but we need to know that they're in a different season and they are going to have different challenges, different things that they are celebrating than we are um, as a more established, uh, a longer uh, functioning church. Um, the global church is in a season at the moment of shifting and, and many 
many uh, people looking at the global church through different eyes as we've been walking through this pandemic and in the world season um, in this time that uh, of of the pandemic the world is in a season it's in a winter season and looking at um, at seasons we can apply the four different seasons uh, that with the descriptions, the natural descriptions that we have of um, autumn or fall. And, and autumn or fall is a transition season. It's a season where things are, are changing and, um, and we're getting ready for a winter. And for some of us, uh, we can be in an autumn season where there are transitions things we can feel like it's dry, um, there's not a lot happening, perhaps within a church. A church may be in an autumn season where it's dry, there's not a lot happening, um, there's maybe um, things look beautiful, but, uh, but there's not a lot of, it's, it's established and strong, but there's not a lot of new growth or new people, for example. And, and there's the potential of, well, there's winter that's coming. And for some of us as individuals, we may be in a winter. And in this time of, of this pandemic, the world has been, this has been a winter season for us, for sure. And, and the winter season is a difficult season, but it's a season where things are clear, the air is clear, the, the trees are generally bare and, um, and it's cold and, and things are hidden away. And a winter season can be diff very difficult because there's not a lot of life. There's not a lot of growth and things happening. But it is a season where the seeds have been planted. The seeds have been planted in the autumn. And, um, and they are underground and stuff is happening to those seeds during the winter. There is, um, there, uh, things are being prepared and, uh, and worked on. And the winter season is a season of rest. It is a season where pruning takes place. And, and that is getting ready for the spring. And spring is new life new growth suddenly suddenly from nothing to something when spring comes there are little green love leaves green buds and and things are unfurling um, and spring is an exciting season but you can have spring happening and you you think that it comes because uh, just from nothing but it's not from nothing. It's because there's been preparation, there's been resting, the sap has been in the trees, etc., has been, uh, been getting ready, as it were. And suddenly spring comes, but it's because it's gone through winter, because nature has gone through winter, it is ready for spring. And winter is a very necessary, important part of um, of our lives and of our world. And then summer is when there's just abundance and, and growth and 
uh, so much flower, so much happening flowers and fruit, but also lots of weeds and lots of stuff to sort out and work through. And, and summer is a beautiful season, but it is a busy season. Um, and, and so we need to embrace the seasons. And as we do and think about where are we in our lives, in the different aspects of our lives, in the, the four areas and the four seasons, where are we? Because as we, as we look at that, it can help us to be at peace with where we are and to embrace them. So when we don't embrace the seasons, uh, it can be challenging for us. And so when we don't embrace the seasons, we want to be in a different season. And so we can fake fruits. And what it looks like is inauthentic. And, and for so many of us as Christians uh, or as leaders of churches, we want our churches to be in a perpetual spring or summer. We want things to be looking like they're growing and expanding all the time. Um, but it's just, we, that is not healthy. We can't, it, it's not how life functions. And God says to everything, there is a season. And part of our health is embracing winter seasons as individuals in our world, um, going through winter seasons. We, these days, everything must be nice and must be happy. And, and we want the nice and the happy. But if we will embrace the concept uh, of seasons, that we can embrace uh, the hard times, the winters, the difficulties, um, the times of letting go, and the freedom that that, that brings, the, the winters of peace and stillness. And I remember with my children, um, you know, as homeschooling, as homeschooling family, one of the things we, we did was read through books. We read a lot of books together. Um, and uh, the Little House on the Prairie books and, and the picture of, of the family. They would have winter with snow, um, just deep, deep snow outside where they could do nothing but be in their homes and, and working with their hands, making um, embroidery or or um, crocheting or doing stuff with wood, etc. But it was a, a winter was a, a time of hiding and hibernation almost. And, and it was part of, part of that. And those were the most precious, some of the most precious times, but the most difficult times. And so for many of us, we want to be in a different season. Maybe you are a single person and your season, you're in a season of singleness, but you're longing to be in a season of being married. And, and so you push and you have a whole lot of relationships and you, but it just results in pain and discontent. Um, if, uh, and, and can bring burnout, and the Bible speaks in many places. He, God calls us to be contented, to be at peace and contented with where he's made us. 
he's, he's got us to be. And in many of our seasons, if we only see the loss, we can't see the seeds being planted. We can't see the seeds being planted. And if we are in that autumn place um, or winter place, those are the places where the seeds need to be sown. And Proverbs 20 verse 4 speaks and says, Sluggards do not plow in season. So at harvest time, when it is summer, they look, but they find nothing. Because they didn't embrace the season. They didn't do anything there. They didn't um, plant. And, and sluggards are, are lazy people. And, um, and part of this is that sometimes we are lazy when we don't do the work of embracing and examining how we feel about where we're at. And, and working through the emotions and embrace, uh, looking at those seasons, saying, I'm grateful for the season that I'm in. When we don't embrace the seasons, we don't end seasons well. And the reality is that people change and relationships change. And God's will is also in the season changes. And, uh, and it's something that my husband said recently is that God's will is also in the season changes and we need to embrace those but it's hard we don't want seasons to uh, we don't want the summer seasons to change we want them to stay we want to stay in that happy that nice sunny golden place um, for for my husband and I um, we are in the middle middle age season and and to say that is is even admit that is something that's not um, generally kosher in society to to say that i'm i'm in middle age i'm a middle-aged person um, we want to be young and beautiful uh, and and um, to say that and to say it's okay for the seasons it's okay for us to be where we are now and i want to i want to just look at um, the mothering or the parenting season and how this looks for us and where where this fits and and i want to salute all those who who are mothers who have embraced this season and sometimes we are mothers because we have children physically, but I believe that God wants it to be much bigger than that for us. And so when we are a mother, uh, there is a celebration. When we fall pregnant with a child, there is such a celebration of the new life that's coming. There's so much joy and delight. A seed has been planted and and the child is growing and everyone is happy. One of the most amazing, most exciting parts of, of our lives is uh, inviting a new child into our lives, inviting a new child into our family, into our church, etc. And everyone is ex so excited about babies. They are beautiful. They are so much fun. But... 
It is also a season. Mothering and parenting is could well be described as a season of winter for the mother. <laughs> yes, you heard right. Because it's a season of dying to yourself. Parents, mothers, would you agree to that? It's a season of dying to yourself. And in so many areas of our lives, uh, I don't know about you, but um, when we had our first child, um, we were so excited to meet her. But three days, just three days down the line, yo, we were feeling haggard. We were exhausted. We had to give up the most vital commodity, being sleep. We had to give up the vital commodity of peace and being able to, to eat when we like and do what we like, when we like, go where we like, when we want to. And we couldn't because we had a baby. And I, uh, we remember with, uh, when, when we had our first baby, um, we were speaking with some friends and they had their child uh, a little bit later than us, about a year later than us. And we were chatting with them and they were brand new parents. They had had their, their, their little girl had been born about a week before this conversation. And we were chatting with them and commiserating with them about, uh, about the lack of sleep and this whole aspect of dying to self. And they suddenly said, can we admit something to you? Um, can we tell you? And they said that they stayed in a block of flats. And, uh, and they had friends that were on the next floor. Um, and when they, uh, they were, they just put their child to sleep and they'd come outside the, their block of flats to outside their door and they were just standing um, on, uh, in the corridor. And these friends came past and they uh, started talking to them. And the friends invited them to come up to their flat, which was on the next floor, to just come and have some coffee with them. And so Raina and Ansi just said, uh, yeah, sure. And, and they went up to go and have coffee with their friends. And they were just chatting with the friends and having a good time. And, and suddenly, um, this other couple turned to them and said, where's your baby? And Rena and Ansi had completely forgotten their baby. They had left their baby in their flat, one floor down, um, and they'd just completely forgotten about their baby because they were brand new parents and they weren't used to <laughs> giving up everything, they, their plans, what they can do. They rushed down. And fortunately, they found their little girl still fast asleep. But it would have been quite traumatic if it hadn't been that way. And so the mothering and parenting season, it's a season of dying to self. We die to, um, to ourself in our finances. We suddenly don't have all the money for that beautiful car. We don't have um, the money or the time 
to read those books that we wanted to read. Maybe you've had dreams, parents, of, of places you wanted to go. But my goodness, we don't have the money to go and to do those dreams because we have had to die to our plans. We are in a season of parenting, a season of mothering. And for all of us, this dying to self is like, um, is like the winter. And I remember as a parent, as a new parent, I, I chose to stay at home with my children. When, uh, when we had children, we made that plan from be, when we got married, we said that we wanted uh, one of us to be at home, to be full-time parents because we, we had children to enjoy them. And, and we wanted to be the primary influences in their lives and to be part of their milestones. And, and so, um, but I remember being a, a mom at home and wrestling with this dying to self, wrestling with a, such a, a lack of self, just feeling so worthless because all I was doing in my mind, what I could see, was changing nappies and I was dying to my concept of productivity, of my concept of um, that I need to be doing things. And, and you know, uh, when we came uh, the, in today's world, the image that we have, so many of us have, of our world and, and how we work in our world has been affected by uh, the industrial revolution where it's all mechanized and we need to produce and we need to be uh, doing things and, um, and how much we, our worth is dependent on product, production, production line, productivity, as opposed to before um, the picture of seasons being uh, being much more natural and, uh, and what the Bible in the biblical time frames of, of seasons of nature, of winter, uh, spring, summer, fall. And, and so I had to, I, I went through so much. I have over, my, over the years of being a mom at home, a homeschooling mom, of dying to myself, dying to those things, relinquishing them because I'm in a season of mothering and parenting. And you know what? I am on the other side of that. But if I had the choice, I would go back again because this, the power of this parenting and mothering season uh, full-time was so significant for me. Um, and, and the rewards that are eternal and in my children have just been we, we just have been so grateful for all of that. And there are costs. There's a dying to self. There are costs. Um, and this mothering or parenting season, there's a God-ordained sequence that we grow through. We've been created to become a parent spiritually and physically. We need to, uh, we need to let ourselves go through these seasons. We need to be, a, be children, but grow to be teens and adults. And um, it's natural. Our bodies do that. 
as we grow. But spiritually and in maturity, we need to be willing to grow and to move beyond being a child that throws tantrums and wants everything their own way. And that's what embracing seasons does. It helps us to grow and to mature and to be willing to, uh, to submit to the difficult seasons of life. And as I spoke earlier, parents will do everything to enable their children to come to salvation and grow to be like Christ. Parents are willing to sacrifice for their children. And so I want to encourage you to choose to be a spiritual parent. The benefits um, for the kingdom and for yourself in maturity, in giving things away, in living to, to grow someone else up and not just for our own selfishness and for our own dreams, our own purposes, uh, are, are just so significant. They bring significance to our lives. And so I, I, I exhort you to ask God for spiritual children. And John 12, verse 23 and 24, this scripture speaks about uh, that dying to self. And it says, let me make this clear. A single grain of wheat will never be more than a single grain of wheat unless it drops into the ground and dies. Because then it sprouts and produces a great harvest of wheat. All because one grain died. And that's what happens when we parent. When we say yes to mothering. And verse 25 um, in the Passion Translation, I just thought it really captures it. It says, the person who loves his life and pampers himself will miss true life. That you get so much life in, um, in, being a, uh, in being a parent, in being a mother. And I, I want to just invite you uh, to, to respond and to, and to just look and say, um, look at these, this exhortation that is in John 4, verse 35. And it says, do you not say there are still four months and then comes the harvest? Behold, I say to you, lift up your eyes and look at the fields. For they are already white for harvest. The Lord is bringing children, spiritual children, into our lives. And he is asking, will you be a parent? The children, the babies, spiritual babies, need spiritual parents to look after them, to nurture them, to build them, to, to die to themselves so that the children can learn and grow and have what they need. And so, um, and so the Lord is inviting us. He is asking us, and I am saying to you, would you consider partnering with, this, with the Lord in this season of our church, of our world, and say, I want to grow. I want to be discipled. And so I want to invite you to be intentional about being discipled. If you are a child or a teen, recognize that it is time that you need to grow. You need parents in your life. 
And so be intentional about that. Invite that. Um, and I want to invite you to volunteer to mentor someone or volunteer and volunteer to facilitate a small group um, or a connect group. And I'd invite you to respond even now um, and, and be part of our army of parents, of mothers and fathers who are parenting uh, the spiritual children that are in our midst or are growing up and coming up. And, and so I want to invite you to, to message this number. Uh, if you've got it on your phone already, um, then, then you, it's easy. But if you haven't, just save this number as the His People Church number and message and respond with, yes, please connect me in. Um, or I'm keen to mentor someone. Or I'm keen to lead a connect group and we'll get back to you soon. And so I would like to pray now. I'd like to pray for the mothers. I'd like to pray for, um, for those who are, who are wanting to be mentored. And I want to pray for us now that we would embrace the seasons that God has placed us in and that we would grow in them and and celebrate where he's got us, but say yes, Lord, uh, to being parents and moms in the season that we're in. So, Father, we thank you that you are the Lord of the seasons and that you, Lord, are, are um, working in our lives and Father, I ask that you would cause us to rise up in our hearts to be spiritual moms. Whether we are physical moms or not, Lord, I call on, on all of us, whether we are young uh, children in our physical age, we can still input and mentor other children or teens or adults that you would bring people to walk to mentor and to input others in Jesus name Lord and we, and we say amen and God bless you